right, First Kings, chapter 18. This time, uh, we will be focusing on the promise of the Lord that He answered, uh, He answers our prayers, and we'll have these verses from verse number 41 to verse number 46. But before we disperse, mark that in your Bible and turn to James. James, chapter 5. James, chapter 5. Right? James, chapter 5. Um, I will read this, just follow with your eyes, and then we will jump to 1 Kings. And then from that time, we will read together. I mean, we will just read responsibly. Verse number 16 to 18, first, I mean, James chapter 5, verse 16, confess your faults one to another and pray um, one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject of, um, to like passion as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months and he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit now let's all stand please and let's go to this verse in first kings first kings chapter 18 this time we will just go straight to the portion of the scripture where uh, the story of this sound of abundance of rain in verse number 41 to verse number 46 just to the last verse let us read this responsibly i will read verse number 41 you respond verse number 42 then responsive reading until we reach verse 46 the bible says verse 41 in the book of first kings chapter 18 and elijah said unto ahab get thee up eat and drink for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So he had the house to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth, and put his face between his knees. Verse 43, And said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again uh, seven times. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Together, first verse 46. And he had a and returned up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Israel. Our Father in heaven, bless Lord your word tonight. I pray that you will anoint the Lord our ears and our hearts, that we may be able to understand the principles, and that Lord, what you want us to do instruct your people tonight give us lord peace in our hearts that we may know exactly lord what you want us to do 
and uh, how these verses of the scripture right now will be able to uh, uh, direct us, Lord, to your will. And I pray, O oh God, that you just speak to your people tonight and give us victory. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we'll be able to come tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. A blessed sound of abundance of rain is our topic tonight. You see, the story, um, we, we already passed the story of the brook Chirith, and uh, we have passed this, um, you know, the, the, the story of uh, the ravens, the ravens uh, that fed Elijah with burgers <laughs> morning and evening. Um, that was not an easy life. There's no lunch. The, 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 the ravens only brought meat and bread morning and evening. No, mid, no midday meal. But again, um, Elijah survived that until the brooks dried up. The brook dried up. Thank you. When the brook dried up, for nominal Christian, that could have been a sign that, you know, the will of God is, you know, wanting me to move on or the Lord is punishing me. Why uh, this source of blessing has now stopped. So a lot of, you know, things will come into our mind. When we lose our job, a lot of things will come into our mind. Lord, do I, do I, uh, did I commit sin against you? And Lord, did I do something wrong? And uh, please, Lord, guide me and help me. Why is this thing happening? So a lot of questions come into our mind when something wrong or unexpected things, unpleasant things um, that would happen to us. And therefore, um, you know, we, we speculate. We speculate and we search our hearts and, 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 and talk to the Lord of the things. And uh, again, the brook dried up. That's the reality there. That's the, that is the, you know, uh, the sad thing there because we thought that uh, the Lord will supply the need of his people and his supply is unending and his supply is, you know, uh, uh, there's no want in him. Uh, but again, the story of Elijah uh, told us that it does not mean that the Lord's supply is limited, but again, the Lord's supply does not rest in the brook chariot. <laughs> The Lord's supply is all over the earth, and sometimes He will just guide you to go. You know, He will He will uh, order your steps. You know, the, the Bible says the, the the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, so that your step will be ordered by God, and the Lord will allow these things uh, seemingly unpleasant in your eyes, and then you move on. Just follow the Lord. Do not complain. Do not you know pout. Do not uh, come. You uh, do not uh, talk back, and do not. Um, Resent that just just be gentle, you know, in your spirit to the Lord. Lord, um, uh, I know that all things work together for good. And in fact, that was exactly what happened to the drying up of the brook chariot. All things work together for good because if the brook chariot did not dry up and Elijah stayed there, you know what happened? The woman and the, and the, the family would die. If Elijah would stay there another week, that family is gone, finished. But the Lord, really, the, the drying up of the brook is a real blessing, not just, you know, uh, to Elijah, but also to, to the woman. God allowed things to happen in your life, but do not complain to God because God calculated it exactly as how he designs it. 
do not complain if something wrong, seemingly wrong, I would not say wrong, but seemingly, apparently, apparent because you know, only God, only God knows all these things. Oh, why, why I lose my job? Or why, why my child dies? Or what? Well, God forbid that will happen. But some things really hard. Um, just like this here, um, Elijah went into the um, the woman in Zarephath, and in that that Zarephath story, you will see that um, the woman had a child. And the child was saved from the famine, but the child died, you know, later. And then Elijah prayed to the Lord and gave back the soul of the child. You see, if the child did not die, Elijah would not, would not experience the power of God to raise back one person who's died to life. If the, if, the, if the child did not die. The Lord allowed the child to die and then God used his power through Elijah you know, to, 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 to raise the child back to life and all glory to God because God, even in death, can save man's life back, I mean, a person back to life. Yep. All these things, all these things are calculated exactly by our God. He knows he knows what's going to happen. All things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the cold according to His purpose. In other words, we don't have really uh, any reason to worry. We don't have anything to worry about. We don't have anything to complain about. Just go on and then just praise the Lord in everything. In everything, give thanks. That's our job in this world, in everything. Give thanks, Pastor. Even though uh, I, I have cancer, oh, Pastor. Even though I, I have I have sickness. Even though I lose my job, whatever it is, whatever it is, I would, I'm saying I'm saying this. Um, I experienced a hard thing in my life, and it's really easy to say that to the pulpit, to 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 give thanks in everything. Give thanks. It's easy to say, but when I was there, when I was there in that moment. That was not easy. <laughs> that was not easy when I experienced firsthand the things that I'm teaching the people about. When I experienced firsthand, I, I believe I, I, am, I have not experienced stress in my life, never experienced stress until that cancer came. That cancer really, I experienced something that I never experienced in my life. Why? I cannot understand uh, all those kind of things that happened to me in those times. I was tormented, tormented of the thought, not not in body, because what I have is uh, that's all. That's all I have. I I have that cancer. I have that sickness. I have that operation. I I got this cut of my of my abdomen and all those things. But again, what really torment tormented me is my mind. What happened next? I was I was I wanting to know what's what's next what's next what's next because you know we want we want to know what's what's coming ahead uh, that's us that's human being we want to know for sure what's coming ahead but i will tell you my friend um um the lord has placed all of these things before us so that we 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 will learn to trust in him we will learn to just put our confidence in him just you know letting it go letting it go 
And Lord, I do not know where, where does this lead be and what's going to be the end of this, but Lord, just take it. Just take it, whatever it is. And until such time that we surrender our lives to the Lord in a manner that there is no strings attached, there is no coming, you know, um, coming back down, there is no, you know, everything is in full, total surrender. This is one way and there is no other way. And surrender our life to God to the fullest and leave it to the Lord and enjoy the ride. <laughs> Just enjoy the ride. Your life is like a rough um, sailing. Just enjoy it. Just, you know, and, and, and trust in the Lord. This is the story here of this man, Elijah. The brook dried up and he went to the place in Zarephath and thinking that there must be some some billionaire here, some maybe, you know, money person, a person that can be trusted and person that would love the Lord and this person has a lot of land and this person has a lot of businesses and he has a lot of buildings and he has a lot of money and he will supply the need of the ministry and this person will be the one to supply. No. It was very opposite to what we thought that could save the ministry, that could save you know the person's you know ministry because when when he arrived to Zarephath it's not a billionaire or millionaire or a businesswoman or 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 a person of money or a person of fame or person of proper uh, lack of properties no it was a woman as poor also as Elijah a destitute woman a woman that has no food and this is the person that will provide Elijah food. <laughs> I was just laughing really when, when, I, when I see how God will work. He will use the impossible to prove that he is God, that he is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think according to his power that worketh in us. And you see, first, he uses the ravens. The ravens, we know the nature of the ravens. It's very, very greedy. That means never in the heart or the character or the attitude or the nature of the raven to share food. And this is the animal that will, use, that will be used by God to supply Elijah's breakfast, to supply his dinner, and then for several days. So God uses there, right there, is the power of God, change, you know, changing the heart, the nature of a very greedy animal. A very greedy bird. And right there is the, you know, uh, the, the uh, uh, magnificent, powerful, powerful uh, working of God happened there in the provision of Elijah's food through the ravens. And then here comes again this widow woman. Widow woman. I'll tell you, I'm thinking about this and maybe I try to get this uh, story and apply this to us. We have a need. Our church has a need. Well, we, need we need a building. Uh, praise God we have a building, no complaints about it. But uh, we, we can do better. If we have our own building, we, we seek the Lord, we ask the Lord, and God will, will give us a building. And I know that he will give us a building. 
And in our minds, we think that, oh, there might be some billionaire here in Oakland and some, you know, with lots and lots of property, and he will give us, you know, donate this property for the work of the Lord, and, and everything will just go well. No, I believe God will use, uh, you know, someone who has no money at all. <laughs> God will use someone who has no property of his own. Because this woman will provide food for Elijah and, his, and her household, and this woman that will provide food has no food of her own. So if you will just maybe use that, you know, what God did to Zarephath and to Elijah and to this widow woman and her family, and we will put that in the context of our need in the church and see how, how, this will, how, how our church will go in parallel to this. How our church will go in parallel, how, the, how this uh, story in Zarephath with Elijah and the woman move forward, and how our church will be provided. The Lord provided food for Elijah by someone who had no food of her own. I believe also our church will be provided with a building with a person who does not have money, person who does not have their own building, and I do not know how it will, it, it's going to work around, and how, I do not know how it can you know, be materialized, but as impossible as has happened there in the, in the story of Zarephath, the same God will do the impossible things and the powerful things. You see, now comes this story here of um, Elijah. After all that story there, after the uh, Zarephath story, comes here the Carmel story, the Mount Carmel. We took... Um, this topic last week and uh, we had this uh, story of the 450 priests of Baal and all these um, uh, people worship Baal and, and the Lord has no favor at all with these people and the Lord allowed these people to be killed in one day by Elijah because you know the Lord answered uh, Eli Elijah's prayer by, by fire and now after this uh, duel or after this showdown in Mount Carmel comes this problem, this you know, very very um, prevailing problem, this has been a problem for three and a half years, the rain there's no rain for three and a half years in Israel uh, all these times and then here comes this situation here where Elijah um, was praying and we know the story, as we have the story, beginning from verse number 41. Remember, verse number 40 and down, you will see the story of the, 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 the showdown there in prayer and then, and then the offering being um, answered by God by fire. And chapter uh, 18, verse number 40, and when we go one verse after that, the whole story begins. I mean, the whole story of the duel finish and then the, another story starts and this is the, st the, the story of the rain because there's no rain and it is a prevailing problem throughout the land of Israel for many many years three and a half years now in this chapter 18 of the first Kings records uh, two prayers that Elijah prayed there were two prayers that Elijah prayed number one he prayed, and he prayed in public. 
And that prayer was meant or was, you know, purposely a prayer for the fire to come down from heaven. That was the specific uh, request, definite request of that prayer. A specific prayer for the fire to come down. Another prayer. But that prayer, remember, that prayer for fire to come down is a public prayer. Because all the people, the priests, and the citizens of, you know, some citizens of Israel uh, witnessed that. Elijah prayed before all the people, in, uh, even before the king. And there was another prayer that Elijah made. And Elijah made this second prayer, which was a private prayer. A private prayer. And this was a prayer specifically requesting God to bring the rain down. He prayed in private for the rain to fall upon Israel. Previously, he prayed in public for the fire to come down from heaven. And secondly, he prayed in, in private specifically to ask God to bring water or rain upon the earth. Now, in this message tonight, we will look at Elijah on the mountaintop of Carmel. We will look at his, uh, this man of God alone, alone with God, and pray uh, to God for the showers to be poured out upon the thirsty land of Israel. He asked God personally for the rain to come. The first thing here that we can find and what kind of prayer was this prayer of Elijah? We can see that this prayer, it is a prayer of faith. It is a prayer of faith for, uh, for it rested upon God's own sure promises. What he want to do with this rain. What he want to do with this drought. You know what, my friend, when we pray, we need to make sure that our petition is in accordance to God's will. You can pray to God whatever you want to pray to the Lord and the Lord will answer your prayer. But again, there's a condition. It should be in accordance to God's will. Lord, Lord, um, um, Lord, give me helicopter. <laughs> ask, ask that if you want. Then God maybe would say, oh, no, no, I cannot give you. You do not have helipad. <laughs> you, do not, you do not have somewhere to park your helicopter. Now, you have to you have to ask the Lord, a, you know, a request that is in accordance to His will. Know His will, and how to know His will? You know, you have to learn God. You have to know God. Say to the Lord, Lord, I want to be uh, I want to be a blessing to my family, Lord, uh, to my relatives. Help me, Lord, that I will know how to win souls. I will tell you that's what's God's will in your life. God wants you to be a soul winner. And if you ask that kind of question, the Lord will, you know, pave the way for you to, you know, to take steps towards that end, towards that desire, towards that, you know, request that you have. That in the end, you, your prayer will be answered by God in a manner that you can say, Lord, it's because of you. I got what, what, I, what I asked from you. And the Lord will be glorified. 
Why? Because you are praying to God the prayer that is in accordance to His will. You see that? And there are many others. Now, in this manner of um, prayer of Elijah, Elijah here prayed for the rain to stop. I mean, there's no rain for three and a half years. And now it's time for him to pray for the rain to come. And again, the prayer of not to rain is in the, you know, within the will of God. And the prayer now to rain is still within the will of God. And Elijah knows that. That God's will now is for, you know, um, uh, for Israel to have the rain because the people of God or the people of Israel now remember what they did when they observed, when they witnessed with their eyes what happened to the offering that the fire came down from heaven and, and consumed the offering and in fact not just the offering even the water that was like you know the offering was uh, um, you know uh, um, floating in water and there were stones there that, that even the fire consumed the stones consume everything in the altar and the greatest victory there and the greatest victory are the people because the people who observe that they witness that and the people said the Lord he is the God the Lord he is the God that's what they heard and that's what they said that makes the victory there and because the people know who is the Lord and the people know his God, and then the people now acknowledge the Lord, it is the will of God to, you know, give these people their request. Then Elijah, it's time for Elijah to pray such a prayer. But it, it needs Elijah to pray still. The rain will not just come because the people already acknowledge it, that the Lord is the God. Elijah needs to pray. I will tell you, my friend, maybe God is waiting for you to pray. God is waiting each one of us to pray. What is that that you are asking from the Lord? Maybe it's time for you to ask it again and again and again until the Lord will give you your request. This prayer of Elijah, it is a prayer of faith. You see, notice, go back. To 1 Kings chapter 18 verse number 1 the beginning of this chapter and you will see verse number 1 and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came and uh, came to Elijah in the third year saying go show thyself unto Ahab and I will send rain upon the earth uh, it's very is very um, um, you know a confident of his um, wording here Elijah said I will send rain it's not really him but the Lord that, but he will be used by God because if Elijah would pray the Lord will give him what he prays for but if Elijah would not pray the Lord will not also do how important you know the, 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 the man of God how important you are maybe if you are the one that God is waiting uh, to pray how important is your prayer? That is why we are we are told by, by the Lord Jesus Christ, in, 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 I think it's in Luke chapter 18, verse number 1, it says that uh, men ought always to pray and not to faint, 
We, we are told by God that we are supposed to be praying and praying without ceasing, not stopping. There's no stopping in our prayer. Keep on praying and praying and praying and praying until things will get done. Because the Lord will answer our prayer eventually. You see, answers to prayer are conditional upon our praying in accordance to God's will. It is conditional. And you, my friend, maybe you are the person that God is waiting for that specific request. You are the person that God is waiting. You can be this, the Elijah now standing, you know, before God for the people, before God for your problems and for your family. You are the person now standing in between God and the request. If you will not open your mouth, then you allow that problem to, you know, to, to, to exist. But when you begin to seek the Lord now, Lord, it is time for you. It is time for you, Lord, to answer this prayer. Please, Lord, answer this prayer. There's no answer, then keep on asking. Lord, please answer our prayer. There's no answer, then Lord, please answer. Just keep on asking and asking, and you see how the Lord will work. First John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. You see, I, I think there was a time that I, I, I keep on praying for you know the people in our church and the families of our members and all that. I prayed for uh, Brother Matthew um, um, and, and Debbie and for the mother of Matthew who came to visit them and came to our church several weeks. And she flew back to Chile, if I'm not mistaken. She flew back to Chile on, on Wednesday. But I think we went there, what day was that, man? We went there Tuesday, the day before she flew out of New Zealand. And wow, I just praise the Lord because I had an opportunity to share the gospel and she accepted Christ as Lord and Savior just a hey. day before she, hey. she left. Hey. I tell you, it's hard because um, it's, it's, it's the very different circumstances there in, the, in, in, the, in our visit. Uh, me and Jinky visited their home, and it's just a, a very different and, you know, not an easy and usual conversation that we can have. The person sit there at the table, and maybe you can talk, but here, there's a baby, and uh, there's a dog here, and then um, there's a dog, and <laughs> that's uh, really, you know, very friendly, and um, will climb on you, and all that kind of thing. But, um, just I managed by the, by the grace of God that uh, the Lord led me because Lord, uh, I just trust that you will help me with this. And I was I was in a different situation. The, uh, Beth was the name. Beth was sitting on the couch and I was standing there and the baby is there and brother Matt, Matt behind me and then the, the dog is roaming around. So I was like preaching to her, a preaching style um, because I was uh, a bit of the distance and by the way, I, 
Oh, just by the grace of God, I, I had no Bible with me. I had no Bible, but because I already memorized the verses that I need to use, I just quoted them. I just quoted the verses and explained the verses as if I opened the, the verses to, it, to her and then explained. But that time, no Bible. But I, I'm not I'm not recommending that. I'm not recommending. It's just that I was in a situation that there is no other time. There's no other way. There's no other chance. This is it. Do or die. And the Lord, you know, um, give me victory. And uh, I was so glad that uh, she received the Lord. And I hope that the Lord will just uh, visit her um, some other time that someone can, you know, make her uh, understand more and, and grow that faith that was in her. You see, prayer. Prayer uh, is such a great blessing that the Lord would answer our prayer. So it was it was a prayer. Um, it was a prayer of faith. And again, secondly, not just a prayer of faith, uh, what Elijah's a prayer, the characteristic of Elijah's prayer is that it was a prayer offered in the secret place. It was offered in the secret place. Now go to First uh, Kings chapter 18, verse number 42 this time. The Bible says, So Ahab went up to eat and, and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. You know, after all this fight, I, I tell you, Elijah by this time is so tired. He must have been so tired. He must have been hungry. He must have been thirsty. Whatever is there, you know, that he feels. Uh, it was very, very exhausting, exhausting time and tiresome time for him. Remember, he killed 450 priests of Baal. And from morning all the way to the evening, they were there, you know, um, uh, uh, for the, for the uh, showdown. And it was already late. But here, Elijah felt that relief. And um, um, he has a chance now to be alone with God and to be alone to talk to God um, in the presence of the Spirit. And after all the, all the uh, you know, situations around there, the chaos around there, um, the the excitement and the noise and everything that they experience now Elijah has a, a, a private time with the Lord he was alone with God and this is where maybe he can regain that spiritual strength from God and, and, and be able to pray to the Lord Lord and, and maybe saying his thanks to the Lord and gratefulness to the Lord for all the favors that the Lord has given to Elijah and, and seeing the confidence and seeing the favor of God upon his life. And he felt that he has peace with God in that moment that he, he was with the Lord. In, in Psalm 46 verse number 10, Psalm 46 verse number 10, this is the time that we can, you know, uh, uh, we can relax uh, our, ourselves and our flesh. We can have a relaxation with the Lord and God wants us to do so. God wants us to relax. God wants us to rest upon Him. And He said here in verse number 10, Be still and know that I am God. 
I will be exalted among the hidden. I will be exalted in the earth. I will tell you that the Lord our God that we worship is not so popular in Auckland or in New Zealand. But if the people of God will just make yeah. it real and yeah. make it serious with yeah. the Lord, right. He will make Himself yeah. no known about His people yeah. who, who reject the Lord. Yeah. These people that reject the Lord, one day they will realize that the Lord, He is the God. Yeah. The Lord, He is the God. If only we will stand, we will, yeah. we will make it serious. We will Amen. face, you know, uh, this enemy and standing against those people that uh, that go fight against the Lord. And we we ourselves will prepare ourselves in in this spiritual battle against these people. And then again, the Lord will be on our side. The Lord will help us. And then these people will be defeated. Then they will realize that the Lord is the God. And you see. God said, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. Every person that does not know the Lord Jesus, and many of them, even thousands of them out there, thousands of them, the houses are filled with people who do not care about God. And that, those are the people that the Bible says, the heathen, those who do not believe in God, and there are so many in our surroundings. And if we are going to be serious with God, the Lord will be exalted among the heathen. You see, I will be exalted in the earth. In other words, Amen. the word exalted, the Lord will be lifted up. Amen. That will enable the unbelievers to see God of who he is. You see, another thing that we can find, not just it was a prayer offered in secret place, um, it was also a prayer which marked by deep reverence and sincere humility before God. If you go back again, our text to uh, chapter 18 uh, of the book of First Kings, verse number 42, the Bible says, So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth, and put his face between his knees. You know, uh, we see earlier in that chapter, we see Elijah standing with the crowds in on Carmel, on the Mount Carmel. He was there among the so much crowd of people, so much you know religious people there. The the priests of Baal there, four hundred and fifty of them, plus the people there that you know observe. Maybe the the officers, um, the people who work with with um, uh, King Ahab, all there surrounding um, that uh, time of the showdown. And there you will see Elijah standing with the crowds. You see, when, when the Lord will allow us uh, to be in this kind of situation, we need to be filled um, with, with that new realization of the majesty and the holiness of God. When we, sometimes when we see people, really, we, we feel afraid. Sometimes when, when you go to a place and, oh, there's a lot of uh, Kiwi people here, and then, oh, we will be tongue-tied. We do not know what to say. We do not know how to open our Bibles, and we do not know how to say it. We, we, we are, like, you know, intimidated by, our look, I mean, by the looks of them. 
We are intimidated by the faces. Oh, there's a lot of profi- uh, professors in this crowd. Oh, there's a lot of um, um, doctors in this crowd. There's a lot of uh, uh, highly um, intelligent people in this crowd. And sometimes we look at their faces and we are afraid. Oh, we cannot share the gospel to this person because this person is an atheist and he is a professor of a university. We are intimidated. We have forgotten that our God is greater than them. We are afraid of the faces of the people. Why we are afraid of the faces of the people? One reason, we are not afraid of God. That is why we are afraid of people. But if you are afraid of God, if you put your fear in God, you do not fear people. People, they are just nothing. With God, you know, saturate your hearts and your mind and yourself. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, you don't care who is in front of you. You don't care. Because God wants you to speak His word. Oh, please, do not say those words because that's offensive. Now, let it, let it be offensive. Let yep. it be offensive yep. to them. Because that is what God wants. I will tell you why God wants this. Whatever comes out of your mouth, God wants this. Why? Because God has been offended by these people for so long. Yeah. We are afraid to say words to offend the people because, you know, we have offended God for so, for so many years now. You have, we have offended the Lord. Yeah. And it's time to put an end of that. Amen. Amen. You see, we need to be afraid of God. We need to, to put our fear in God. Yep. To put our fear in the proper perspective and put it only to God so that you are not afraid of the people. Yeah. If you are not going to put that in that manner, you will be afraid of the people and you will not be afraid of God. And God will be your enemy, and the people will, will be the one that will chastise you. The people will be the one to rule over you. And you see, Genesis chapter 18, verse number 27. There must be sincere humility. There must be deep reverence toward God. Do not put your reverence to man. Do not you know, I'm not saying that we disrespect people. I'm not, I'm not saying that you have to disrespect your, your supervisor. You know, treat them with, with, with respect and, and, you know, do good you know, in your job. If you, are, if you are told what to do, just obey it because they are your boss and just make them happy with your performance and, and praise the Lord for that. And, but again, do not disrespect them. But the ultimate ultimate fear that we have is not on them. Our ultimate fear is the Lord. We do good to our supervisors. We do good to our fellow men. We do good to our whatever it is, the government. Why? Because that is what God wants us. Because our ultimate fear is on the Lord. Fear God and keep His commandments. That's what He said. And notice Abraham here. And Abraham answered and said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which but uh, which I uh, which am but dust and ashes. Abraham, one of the greatest men upon this earth, which the Lord elevated above all men, 
And yet this man, being elevated by the Lord, humbled himself before God and considered himself but ashes. Lord, I am nothing. Lord, you can trample upon me. Lord, you can, you can do whatever you want to do on me. And I cannot complain because you are my God and you are my maker and you are my potter and I am a clay. Whatever you want to form in me, Lord, I cannot say no and I cannot say yes. Just do as it pleases you. Just do, Lord, as it pleases you. Abraham, his, his reverence upon God is with all sincerity and with all humility. You see, now you see in Isaiah chapter 6, verse number 1. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 In the year that King Uzziah died I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne High and lifted up And his train filled the temple Above it stood the seraphims Each one had six wings With twain he covered his face And with twain he covered his feet And with twain he did fly and one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the, uh, of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. Uh, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. You see the humility. Isaiah saw all these visions. So if this is an extraordinary visions that no one can normally see these things. But the one that is anointed by God. The person that is allowed by God to see these things. And open his eyes and saw these things. And yet instead of him being elevated into high a degree of pride but this man became humble he humbled himself and said to the Lord oh woe is me woe is me for I am undone for many times we are, we are found to be so proud of ourselves we feel like we are so accomplished that you know what there's no more room for improvement because we have arrived no not this man he had seen this vision he had seen this seraphims flying with so much you know the description here is so amazing these seraphims with one had uh, six uh, each one had six wings with, with twain he covered his face and with twain he covered his face and with twain he did fly what kind of creature is this I have not seen this kind of creature even now and since then I've never seen even a picture of this it's so hard to imagine what, what kind of um, um, creature is this a creature that had six wings you see you see flies you see um, grasshoppers you see all this he only had two but this creature is so special. It is so un, you know, uncommon. And yet the Lord allowed Isaiah's eyes to see. And in the eyes of the people that would elevate him to the highest top of, of maybe 
ego and pride. But instead, Isaiah went down and said, Oh, no, 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 I am, I am undone. Woe is me, woe is me. Humility. Put your reverence to God and God alone. Respect the Lord in your life. Honor the Lord in your life. Give that deep reverence to God. And sincere humility offer it unto the Lord because he deserves it. We may come before the Lord with holy boldness. And sometimes I hear the prayer of other people demanding God to do what they want and what they wish. They want God, you know, as if they are, they are demanding someone from the house help in the house. I tried to have, a, I, had, I had house help in, in, my, in my house before. And many of us experienced in our house in the Philippines, there are two or three house help. And we can say, oh, please, you know, uh, prepare, prepare the children to school and, and shower them. And give them this and give them that. Send, you know, take them to school. We, we can demand from them. And sometimes we demand our servants there kindly. We say to them kindly as if they are part of our family and uh, part of our children. And we treat them kindly. And then we, 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 we speak to them kindly. But these people that they pray to the Lord, they demanded God as if God is their, um, you know, uh, servant, as, as if God is subservient to their wishes. That is really wrong. We need to have that deep humility in our, in our Christian life. And, and when we seek the Lord's uh, prayer, I mean, our request, uh, when we seek God's uh, answer to our request, we, we ought to give God, you know, that um, we are at, at His mercy. We are at His, you know, uh, um, um, uh, mercy and power. If the Lord will favor us, then He will give to us what we request, but not that God is obliged. Another thing, the characteristics of Elijah's prayer, it was a prayer which was definite and to the point. It was a prayer that is, you know, uh, Elijah asked the Lord and he asked a specific thing. He asked a specific thing. Back to, or, or let's go to another uh, chapter on another book in Zechariah, chapter 10, verse number 1. Zechariah chapter 10 verse number 1 the Bible says ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain so the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone uh, to every one grass in the field and again this kind of wordings of this book of Zechariah is exactly what Elijah did. Elijah specifically asked for rain and the Lord gave him rain. But beforehand, Elijah, when he asked 
for the rain not to pour or no rain until he would say so then the Lord did not allow rain to fall upon the earth but the time came that Elijah is it's time for Elijah now to pray for the rain then the Lord you know just gave Elijah his request he only had one petition as he came before the Lord he only had one petition this time he, he no longer asked for his provision or for his food or for his water he, he no longer asked for someone to feed him he no longer asked for fire to come down from heaven he no longer asked for, for you know for this um, uh, people whose, whose hearts will be open unto the Lord no longer his prayer now is specific and focused on one thing and that is that the rain would be sent down Lord send the rain send the rain send the rain he, he asked the Lord to send the rain the same thing is true with us do you have um, um, specific request to the Lord Lord whatever is that what, what is that thing that, that is really moving you what is that thing that you may think that this is Lord this is impossible but Lord I know that you are powerful enough to change these things for me Lord, help me in this specific request. What is that thing that is so hard, I mean, that is so difficult that only God can answer? What is that thing? And give it to the Lord. Be specific on that thing and see how God moves. And see the answer of God. You know, in the New Testament, you remember the story of the disciples when the Lord Jesus Christ went back into heaven and then there was this angel and they said, uh, 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 "Oh, why, ye men of Galilee, why gazing up? Why gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus that uh, that that uh, uh, this ascended into heaven, the same Jesus that will come down from heaven." And then they were told to go back into Jerusalem and don't leave Jerusalem until the Spirit will come down upon them. And they began having this meeting here and there, and 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 while waiting for for the Holy Spirit. And one, one evening, they were there, or one day, they were there in the upper room. They come together with one request, that the Spirit of God would come down. And that prayer, and they are praying for one thing, the coming of the promise of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit of God came, and gave him power on each one of them, each one of them, Filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And right there is the, the explosion of Christian faith. Not the church. Because the church already existed before Pentecost. But Pentecost is the empowering of the church. The small group of people of 120. When the Pentecost arrived, the church of 120 explodes into um, into big numbers, thousands get saved in one day, thousands get saved and baptized in, in many different occasions. And you see, um, they prayed for one thing, specifically for one thing. And then when Peter also was in prison, if you remember the story of Peter, Peter was in prison and was about to be beheaded 
um, by the king, and then the the the, the disciples and the, the church prayed specifically for Peter. They come together and they prayed earnestly, and then the Lord, by His power, you know, made it all the people in the in the um, prison will fall into sleep, deep sleep, and then including Peter was sleeping there. And you know the angel came around and awakened Peter and smote Peter in the rib and awakened Peter. Oops, why you punch me? <laughs> the angel punched Peter on the side, smote him on the on the rib. And then he was awakened, and then his his uh, bands loose, his shackles you know got off, and then he walked through and. He could not still like figure out whether he's dreaming or you know he was just like you know walking there outside the gate wide uh, wide open and went off and the angel left and he was there whoa it was not a dream <laughs> he was still thinking he was dreaming it was not a dream and then he knocked on the door while the people right there was praying for him and what's the prayer of the people inside that room for Peter to be released from prison. And they were praying inside the room. And he knocked on the door. And this little girl, I think Rhoda, this little girl peeped out who's the person outside of the door. And she looked, and behold, it was Peter. She that went into into the room, the prayer room, and told the people, Peter is here. And the people that prayed for the release of Peter said, you are mad. <laughs> they could not believe, brother. And remember, they were praying for the release of Peter. And now Peter was released, they could not believe it. <laughs> A lot of, you know, yep. sometimes our Christian faith is so funny. Yep. Yep. We prayed for a specific things and God gave us our prayer request, answered our prayer, and when that prayer is answered, we could not believe God would do it. You see, the prayer of Elijah is a specific prayer, a prayer that is definite and to the point. The same thing with any other prayer that God already answered beforehand. Definite. Specific. You know, when you do a definite, specific prayer, the Lord also will bring definite, specific answer. Exactly how you prayed it. Another thing that you can find in this life of Elijah is so exciting to see this uh, man of God, you know, being being uh, on fire for the Lord. And I hope that you and I will, will have the spirit of Elijah, that we will be on fire on God, of God. With whatever happens to us, we will just go ahead and we will just serve the Lord. Elijah, despite of the whole kingdom now against him, he's just, you know, straight praying for the Lord and, and, and serving the Lord. And that prayer, characteristic of that prayer of Elijah, it was a prayer which was intense, earnest, and fervent prayer. James 5, 16. James chapter 5, verse 16. Notice this. Confess your faults one to another. 
Pray and pray for one. Uh, pray one for another. That you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias, that means Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Notice the words here that um, James used. Um, the word effective, the word fervent, the word availeth much. This is all about, you know, um, the kind of prayer that is so powerful. This kind of prayer is so powerful. That God invites us to the same kind of prayer, effectual, fervent, abelifast. This all talk about passion. This all talk about power of God. Believing on God's ability to answer our prayer. Elijah's prayer was also apparently accompanied with um, fasting. Apparently. I, I'm not saying that he fasted. It, it, it did not say there, but it looks like, it looks like he was fasting. As you can see in um, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse number 41 and verse number 42. 1 Kings 18, 41, 42. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his feet. Now, notice here why I say that, you know, Elijah could have quietly, legitimately um, take a break. He's tired. He could have, you know, stopped for a while and rest because he just killed, you know, 450 people there. And, and, and he has now, he is now exhausted time to eat. But it seems like he did not eat. He did not do so. He could have joined Ahab for the meal. Ahab now is trying to befriend him now because he has the power from God. And Ahab now is um, a little bit scared of Elijah. Even though he's the king, but God can kill him if he will, if, if the Lord will, will kill Ahab, the Lord can take care of Ahab, but now God knows that Ahab has a soft heart now for Elijah and some form of respect that he would not do anything foolish to Elijah this time. And Ahab now uh, would give um, uh, respect to uh, Elijah, and now Ahab was eating. And in fact, it was Ahab, it was Elijah that said, King Ahab, go have a meal. You know, eat your, eat your food and drink. But Elijah did not join the meal. Elijah did not join the meal. And he just went on and prayed. What I can see here, probably he's fasting. He's still fasting. It's the time for him supposed to be to, you know, um, to rejoice and to have that to have that um, 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 party, to have all this um, 
enjoyment. Why? Because he just won. The Lord has just won. But he did not. He continued on. Probably he fasted. What do we know about fasting? Do, do we practice this and do you practice this in your own? When you have big specific requests from the Lord, the Lord is encouraging fasting. When the disciples went with the, with the Lord and go into houses and, and heal the sick, and there was this one person possessed of the devil. This one person possessed of the devil. The disciples came there and uh, exercised, or maybe, you know, um, uh, cast the demons out of the person, and they could not. And they ran to the Lord. Lord, we tried our best, but Lord, we could not send those demons away. The Lord was a little bit frustrated with his disciples that, oh, how long shall I be with you? Why you cannot do this? And then the Lord rebuked the devil and lay away. When, when the devil uh, flew away, then this person got healed and then talked to the Lord. And then the Lord, um, you know, um, departed from the place. But the mind of the disciples, why we were not able to do it? Why we were not able to do it? And they asked the Lord privately and said, Lord, we, we wonder why we were not able to do it. Oh, these things cannot be done but by prayer and fasting. Sometimes we have to, act, to have to apply fasting. And what is this fasting? Well, what do you know about fasting? My friend, do we know that, you know, um, when we have uh, something that we ask from the Lord, and that is a big thing, I believe that it's a time for us to sacrifice something specifically for that purpose. You have to sacrifice your time. You may have to sacrifice your pleasure. You enjoy so much Facebook. Maybe it's time for us to stop the Facebook and instead go to the to the Word of God and pray for the whole day. If you are able to do Facebook the whole day, I think there's yeah. no reason you cannot do the the, the, the Bible and, and prayer for the whole day. Yeah. We spend so much time on on maybe pleasure and leisure. It doesn't matter if it costs us so much and hundreds of dollars just for us to have pleasure and why we cannot do something for the legitimate things that we ask from the Lord, Lord yeah. give me this request Lord, ask, ask the Lord with, with, with fasting do not touch the, the things in this world, maybe do not touch us uh, Facebook, do not touch us phone do, do not, uh, you know, just have the Bible and pray to God and if possible, do not eat do not, do not uh, take pleasure of food and pray through put forward your request to the lord and secure god's blessing upon those things that you request from god secure it first and then once god answered your prayer then give him thanks and then then you know um you can you can go back to your work you can go back to your um time with your family and you can stop you can you can uh, cease your uh, fasting, fasting, my friend, is one way that really the Lord um, encourages people to do. These things cannot be done but by prayer and fasting. Another thing that we will find here, the characteristics of Elijah's prayer, is that 
It was a prayer which was accompanied by watchfulness. Colossians 4 2. Colossians chapter 4, verse number 2. Continue in prayer. And watch in the same with thanksgiving. Continue in prayer and watch. And notice again. And Psalm 130, verse number 5. Psalm 130, verse number 5. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait. And in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord. More than they that watch for the morning, I say. More than they that watch for the morning. In other words, the person here is longing for God. Waiting for the Lord. What does he do in waiting for the Lord? He's watching. He is meditating upon God. He is meditating upon God's word and allow the word of God to saturate his mind and his heart and pray and keep on praying, giving God his request. Notice here also in 1 Kings, in the life of Elijah, chapter 18, verse number 43, and said to his servants, let's start verse number 42. Verse number 42, it says here, so Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. So they parted ways. Eli uh, Ahab go to have a meal, and Elijah went to prayer. So and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth, and put his face between his knees. Verse number 43. And said to his servants, Servant, go up now. Look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And, and, and it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there arises a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up and say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down. For uh, that the rain stopped thee not. Verse 45. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. You see, when we really pray in faith, we should already be looking for the answer. When you come to the prayer, and this time you pray with earnest prayer, Lord, serious prayer, desperate prayer, as I spoke uh, many times in our church, desperate prayer is what God means. When we come to the Lord in desperate prayer, with a full surrender to the Lord, our heart is fully surrendered to the Lord. Lord, it is in your hand right now. My future is in your hand. My life is in your hand. Lord, use it. Use it for your glory. No, Lord, I surrender my life to you. Lord, I have problem. Answer me, Lord. Answer me. Give me, Lord. Give me um, um, my request. Just ask the Lord and ask God seriously. When you do that, my friend, when you come to the Lord in, uh, in a, a prayer in faith, you should be looking for the answer to that. That you, you know, will receive it coming from the Lord. Even if time and again the, the problem still seemingly persists, 
The same thing here. The same thing. The problem persisted. When Elijah said to the servant, Go up into the mountain, face upon the sea, unto the sea, towards the sea. And the servant went up into the, into the mountain and looked so clear. He went back. Elijah, there is nothing. And Elijah kept on praying, Lord, send the rain. Lord, send the rain. Go up again. He went. Elijah, there is nothing. Lord, send the rain. Lord, send the rain. And he went up seven times. There is nothing. Go up. There is nothing. Elijah prayed and keep on praying. At the seventh time, he looked, oh, there is a cloud like a man's hand. There is this cloud, the little cloud. I will tell you that little cloud spells the difference on Elijah. He knows it. He knows it. He knows that God is going to answer his prayer and now God has proven it. There's no rain yet. It's just a cloud is like a man's hand. That was so small. No, that is not what really matters to Elijah. What matters to Elijah is that if we know that is little now, God, I mean, Elijah knew that God has answered his prayer. He knows it. He knows it. I will tell you, my friend, when you come to the Lord and you know that God has given you your request, you can know it. You can know that God has given you your request. You see, no matter how many times are still there, the problem is still there. No, don't worry about it. When you claim upon the Lord, you have embraced already the answer. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I know, Lord, that you answered my prayer. I know it. I know it. Then you wrestle that, you know, um, problem still there. I you know, Elijah knew. Elijah knew. Every time that serpent will come down, there is nothing. Elijah knew. No, no, just go back. Go back. There is nothing, I know, you, you go back until such time. Oh, there is a little cloud like a, a man's hand. That's it. There will be a sound of abundance of rain. You see, it's not rain yet. You see clouds. The, the cloud does not mean that there will be great flood of rain. It does not mean, but Elijah knew that there will be a great abundance of rain because of the appearance of the cloud. Because that appearance of a cloud, that like a man's hand, he knows that it's God's hand. It was God's hand. That God from heaven answered his prayer. You see, do you have you know requests to God like that? Did you experience the solemn request, very serious request to the Lord? Lord, if you will not answer my, my need, Lord, if you will not attend to my need, no one can, can solve. What? No one can help me, Lord. I have nothing in this world, Lord, to help me of my problem but you. 
Lord, if you turn your back on me, to whom shall I go? Say, say it to the Lord. Because that is the reality. There is no one that can help us our request but God. There's yeah. no one in this world. Yeah. Say it to him. Because it might be that the Lord has question about your reliance on him. You don't really rely upon the Lord. You rely on your parents. You rely on your children. You rely on your friends that have money. You don't rely upon the Lord. And it grieved the Lord. Why you don't trust in Him and you trust people? The Bible says, Woe unto the man that trusteth in man. And the Bible says also, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. What an opposite you know, statement is that. Woe unto the man that trusteth in man, whose flesh is his arm. But blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. Many people will trust in man because they can see their money. They can see their ability. They can see their power. All of those money, ability, power belongs to God. They have forgotten to come to the Lord. The characteristic of that prayer, it was a prayer which persevered until the answer came. Sometimes when we pray for a person, after one week, we surrender. Oh, now the Lord does not answer them. We pray on something and then we surrender. So soon we surrender our prayer. So soon we stop praying. God said in, in, in Luke 18:1, men ought always to pray and not to faint. We are supposed to be keep to be praying and keep on praying and not fainting, not stopping. And yet we stop. We surrender our prayer so soon. We quit so soon. There was a man, faithful man of God, by the name of George George Mueller. George Mueller, he has a friend, or two friends, to be exact. He prayed for his two friends. I will tell you, my friend, he did not just pray for one week. He did not just pray for, for several months. He did not just pray for a year or for several years. George Mueller prayed for his two friends for 52 long years for his friends to be saved. After 52 years, his friends got saved. Perseverance. Perseverance. We immediately, you know, surrender our prayer. We are not, to, we are not supposed to surrender our prayer. This, this puts us to shame. If we have requests to the Lord, maybe after one month, give up. We surrender already. But notice here, sometimes we need to reason. We need to, you know, to, to, to use our strength, no matter how frail we are. And we need to, to, to wrestle against God, just like Jacob. Remember the story of Jacob? He was, you know, uh, all of a sudden fighting against an angel. 
in wrestling, not really fighting, uh, but the, the, he wrestled against an angel. Uh, okay, go to Genesis chapter 32, verse number 24 to 28. Genesis 32, verse 24. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, the angel said. Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let you go. I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. Jacob reasoned with God for blessing. Lord, I will not let you go until you bless me. That is supposed to be our stance. That is supposed to be our posture. We reason with God and do not get up from where we kneel down until we get things from God. Do not surrender so soon your prayer. And pray and pray harder. Wait patiently upon the Lord. And we know that He will incline unto you your, His ears and He will hear your cry. And notice here, go back to 1 Kings 18 verse number 45. The Bible says, And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain few minutes ago few minutes ago it was a beautiful cloudless sky all over the place it was a bright sunny day there's no clouds whatsoever few minutes ago and there is no sign of rain. There is no sign of rain, but the man of God was praying for it. You see, you cannot trust what you can see all around us when there is someone praying. When there is someone praying, things in this world can change because someone is praying. It might be you tonight. It might be us that God is waiting to pray and change the whole things around in a snap in a snap the servant went up into the mountain and see the clear sky cloudless beautiful for fishing beautiful for you know sports in the in the beaches beautiful sky everything is beautiful there's no cloud but someone is praying a man fervent in his prayer prayed and that beautiful cloudless sky was turned black in just an instant 
in few minutes that beautiful cloudless sky turned into black black clouds and the dry land was filled and flooded with water why is that because someone was praying only one only one person was praying i will tell you my friend if elijah it happened to him because he prayed to god the same person said in the bible elijah was like of like passion as we are he's just like us he is just like us if we come to the lord and be serious in our prayer just like elijah we can turn things around by god's grace and he will because he wants to answer your prayer and to prove to you that god the lord he is the god the lord he is the god so that there will be no question in your mind whether there's still oh, what about the, the the god of the muslims what about the god of the hindus what about the god of this other church no 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 forget them the lord he is the god until you come to the point of surrender to him and pray to him and he will prove to you and he will show you his power then you will see that the lord he is the god his power is a prayer his prayer our father in heaven thank you lord uh, for reminding us once again that you are our god and you can do whatever uh, is your will lord and you can do it and we know it lord only oh god if we found favor in your sight that you will answer our prayers. Bless your people, O oh God. Forgive us, Lord, of our unbelief. Forgive us, Lord, of our very weak prayers that we so, so soon surrender our prayers and quit. Please, Lord, we have problems in this life. We have situations, Lord, that no one not one of our family members can, can attend to or answer or help. There's no one in this world, oh God, that can help but you. Lord, attend to the prayers of your people and bless your people, oh God. Help them, Lord, in their needs and answer their prayers. If you are here tonight, before we close in a word of prayer, whatever is your need tonight, and ask the Lord with sincerity and desperate need. Come to the Lord and bring your request to the altar of the Lord. And ask God's blessing upon your life. And the Lord will answer your prayer. Come tonight. Before I close in prayer, the altar is open. You may come and be blessed of the Lord tonight. You want God's blessing? You want God's God to use you, then come, Lord, here am I, Lord, use me. I do not know, Lord, with whatever capacity that you can use me. I have no talent. I do not know how to preach. I do not know how to win soul. But, Lord, here is my life. I will give my life a living sacrifice. Use it. If that is you tonight, come. Come to the altar and allow the Lord to speak to you tonight. Surrender your life to God. You have problems. You have great need. And you know that there's no one that can help but God. Then come to the Lord. The altar is open. Give it unto the Lord. Kneel before God and seek the Lord. Lord, help me with my needs. Help me, Lord, with my request. There is no one that can help me but you. Please, Lord, be sincere to the Lord. Be sincere upon Him. 
You have problems with your family, you have problems with your health, you have problems with your relationship, you have problems with your children. Why don't you bring it unto the Lord? I believe our God is able to answer you. Our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. He is an almighty God, a very powerful God that can even answer the request that you might imagine could not be answered anymore. He can answer your request. Give it unto the Lord. Kneel before Him. Kneel before Him. Seek God in your life. And bless His name. When He answers your prayer, bless His name. Honor Him. Honor Him in your life. Do not forget what God has done in your life. Praise His name. And serve Him faithfully. Serve Him with all your heart. Because He deserves the service that we can give unto Him. And our God will be glorified in your life. Let's continue to pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the people that have come to surrender their life and whatever desires of God that they have in their heart tonight, Lord, please bless them tonight. Answer, Lord, the request. Answer their desire. Give them, Lord, their heart's desire and bless them and be with them, Lord. Strengthen them in their weakness. Help them, Lord, in their needs. Supply, Lord, their needs. And protect, Lord, all the, the things about them and around them. Protect their jobs, protect their companies, protect their um, um, uh, resources, Lord. Protect, Lord, everything about them. And bless these people, O oh God. And continue, Lord, to work in their lives. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your word. So beautiful, Lord, that your word gives us instruction in this life to trust in you, Lord, and to put our faith in you. Once again, Lord, bless your people. Thank you for what you have done tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's all right for our final hymn, please. I'm a soldier.
Shabbat. Can you please lead us in a closing prayer? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for preaching, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We pray, Lord, that our hearts may be convicted by your word, Lord. pray, Lord, that we may take the word today and be good for the mercy. pray, Lord, that we may pray unto you, expecting, knowing that you answer our prayers, Lord, Lord. pray, Lord, that you may keep us safe, travel where we head back home, and guide us for the rest of the week, Lord.